self-indulgent podcast. Hello and welcome to the self-indulgent podcast with me, Paul Gent. And today I'm on my own. Um, there's a lot of reasons why I'm on my own and I'm, I'm going to get into them. Uh, but essentially this is, I've been toying with doing this idea for a long time and um, I've been unsure because I always wondered how people um, did podcasts on their own uh, because it just seemed so daunting to not have somebody to bounce off and, you know, have a conversation going. You have to generate all the conversation yourself. So there's so many possibilities of dead air and and just not having anything to talk about. So I even Googled it to see how was the best way to approach doing a podcast on your own. Um, and they just said, make the kind of biggest thing was make notes and know what you're going to talk about. And I've barely done that. Uh, <laughs> I have made a couple of notes just about stuff that I wanted to say. Um, and this, this is going to kind of just be a gap filler until I release more episodes. Um, I suppose firstly, I should explain why I'm on my own and why I'm not doing this with somebody else. Uh, basically, um, as well, basically, uh, I only tend to, I don't know if you've noticed, if you're a regular listener, I tend to only do them with three people. So there'll be my partner, Joe, and then there'll be, uh, my, my brother and, uh, our mutual friend, Jordan. Jordan recently had a baby. Um, so he hasn't been able to get together. Uh, to do a podcast recently, you know, being a new dad, he's got plenty of responsibilities and stuff he needs to be doing rather than sitting down for an hour to talk shit with me and my brother. Um, and it just didn't seem right to do a podcast with, uh, just my brother without Jordan being there because they almost feel like a team now. And it, it's, it almost feels like we've established that it should be three people, like us three people. Um, and then just me and Joe are obviously, busy a lot because we have two young children a four-year-old and a seven-month-old seven-month-old so we only rarely we get rarely get to do podcasts anyway and as you'll tell they're normally in the car and that's because the only times that we can do them is when we're driving somewhere for example if our oldest star has gone uh, to stay out at one of her nana's houses and the other babies fell asleep in the car. That's when usually we get to do these. So yeah, we haven't had the chance because we haven't been anywhere, uh, or being alone because the kids have been a bit fu- like our eldest being a bit funny about staying out and Jordan's got all the stuff he needs to be doing rather than this. So yeah, w- w- I haven't had chance to record another podcast and I didn't want to leave it too long without uploading another one. In case, and I know this is a long shot, but in case we do have any loyal listeners, which uh, I'm not sure we do, but in case we do, I wanted to make sure that I didn't leave them hanging without another podcast and wondering what was going on. So I thought I would try and do one on my own. Now, like I said, I've been dreading doing this uh, because it just... It's hard enough. It seems, yeah, I think the problem is, is that I find it really self, I suppose it fits the part I was about to say. It seems really self-indulgent, but then it, that sound, that's perfect for the title of the podcast. 
Um, I'm just not one for that kind of culture of, you know, the kind of look at me, look at me, look how good my life is or look how quirky I am or all of that stuff, which you'll probably, probably make sense when you think about how poor, sorry, move away from the mic a little, how poor the, uh, social aspect of the social media aspect of this podcast is because I post absolute the bare minimum. I post literally just so we have a social media presence. Uh just because I, I I just really don't buy into all that stuff. Even when it comes to my accounts personally, I don't really post on Instagram that much. I don't have a Facebook at all. Um and Twitter uh, yeah, I, I post on rarely it just seems like every i just feel as though everything that i have to say i just thought i don't want to one seem kind of i don't want it to be self-indulgent kind of shit do you know what i mean like when people when people do nothing but talk about themselves i think it just i just view them in a negative light and so that's why i don't ever do it because i don't want to come across like that because I'm not that type of person. But then you might be saying, well, why the hell have you got a podcast if you don't want to talk about yourself? And it's the podcast. It's not about talking about myself. It's more like, I just like, this is, I don't think this is why I'm bothered. Like, this is why I'm not bothered that we don't have hundreds of listeners because I see it more like I'm getting together with whether it be my brother and our friend Jordan or I'm getting to spend time with Joe and encouraging conversation and kind of just enjoying spending time with them and sitting down and talking where we're not all just looking at our phones or all looking at a television. Do you see, do you know that, like, do you get what I mean? Which is another thing I think is funny because anybody that knows me, because I'm sure that like most of the people who listen to this podcast are friends of mine anyway, so they'll know me know that I'm very like technology uh I want to say based but that's not the right word I I love technology I follow everything to do with it like my YouTube subscriptions are literally all based around either Walt Disney World or technology right which then makes it so funny that I'm kind of going the opposite way and I'm kind of really disliking having to do social media and stuff like that and and want to spend time with people where we're not looking at our phones and stuff like that whether it's an age thing or the fact that now i've got kids i don't want them to have to grow up and depend on using technology all the time um i don't know whether it's that or i don't well i don't know what else it would be but i just think it's nice because, well, at the same time, I could say that technically, even though I'm trying to encourage us to just have conversations and stuff, because I'm recording it as a podcast and I'm putting it on iTunes and stuff like that, I am still indulging in uh, technology and, and stuff like that. And without that stuff, I wouldn't be able to have a podcast with listeners. So, yeah. Anyway, I've lost my point. I don't know where I was going with that. But, um, yeah, either way, the, yeah, I've totally, totally drew a blank, but I've, I've got some other stuff to say. I thought, 
I did, like I said, make barely any notes to to go off for this podcast, but I did. Um, I thought I would explain um, a couple of things. Um, I'm going to talk about why I started a podcast to begin with, um, and then I'm going to talk about the kind of the quality of it and and how I'm hoping it's going to get better in the future and stuff. But um, before I talk about that, I want to talk about what I've done with my day so far since I'm never alone. And anybody who's got kids knows, and, and obviously works and stuff, knows that you never get time on your own because whether you're at work, if you're not at work, you're at home with your partner, your wife, your kids, whoever. And then you go to bed, you get up, you go to work again. That's how it works. And even on weekends, you obviously spend it with your family, which is by no means a bad thing whatsoever. I love spending time with my family, but it is nice every now and again to get time on your own. So that's why I this is the first chance I've had to do a podcast on my own. Um, and that's why I thought I'd, I'd do it today, throw myself in the deep end. Um, because I thought I did toy with the idea of doing it while I was driving to work, but then I thought, I, you know what, I, I I don't like doing the podcasts in the car because uh, the quality is horrible and you can hear the windscreen wipers, you can hear the other cars, you can hear me changing gear, you can hear me turning the handbrake on, all that stuff. And it's really irritating just to listen to, because I've listened, I listen back to most of these podcasts and that stuff's really irritating to listen back to. And I only record in the car with Joe out of necessity because that's the only time that we can. So I didn't want to do that, um, with me driving to work and doing it. Um, even though my commute to work is like half an hour each way. So I could have, I could have been doing two a day for the last couple of weeks or whatever. But I thought I'd much rather try and just record one on my own at home uh, with the microphone picking me up as best as it can and so I can double check the quality of that. So, but yeah, very rarely on my own. I'm on my own today. So I've done a couple of things. Things that only a parent could appreciate especially one of them. Uh, the first thing I did is soon, well, I should mention first, Joe has taken both the kids to a baby shower of one of our mutual friends. Now, baby showers, obvious, you're wondering, probably wondering why I'm not going. If we were mutual friends, baby showers generally aren't a male uh, activity. And that's not through my, that's not through any choice of mine. I have no problem going to a baby shower, but I think that's a, that's a woman thing. Women like to do that without men ruining it, ruining it essentially, because that's what we do. So Joe has very kindly taken both of our kids to that baby shower and, and left me home alone, <laughs> like Kevin McAllister. And I had a, a big plan of everything that I was going to do but it's turned out to be quite cold outside. So one of them I couldn't do. So basically as soon as Joe and the kids left, I went straight upstairs and had probably one of the worst shits of my entire life. Uh, and I'm not going to go into detail of why it was so bad, but it was, but it was 
I had a love-hate relationship with it because, like I said, only a parent will be able to appreciate this, is I sat on that toilet in silence for 10 minutes, didn't rush, just took my time and enjoyed every second of that bowel movement. Because as a parent, this is advice, well, not advice, but this is a warning to anybody who um, is about to have children or are looking to have children or are planning on having children in the future. Having a shit and using the toilet becomes a sacred ritual because it's the only time of day when you are truly on your own. And (laughs) even then, you may sometimes have to rush it or you'll be shouted. You you know, you're never truly alone. But that you can get a five-minute break on that toilet and you will come to worship that time and use any excuse to go to the toilet because you know you will get, whether it be a 30-second break, a five-minute break, whatever. I will say this, you will rarely get more than a five-minute break on the toilet if the kids are in the house. So today I took a full 10 minutes and thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and then after that, I came straight downstairs and this is going to make me sound really pretentious and I don't mean it to, cause I'm not one of those people. I'm not like a vegan or a CrossFit guy who just only talks about doing CrossFit and yoga, but I'm also getting to that point with yoga. So I came downstairs and I did yoga and I've only been doing it for a month. So I'm not claiming to be amazing at it or anything like that but I'm really enjoying it. I do, I can already tell that I'm progressing and my, my mood has changed and it, it sounds silly because I never buy into stuff like this. Like I never think, Oh, well doing yoga can't possibly fucking change your perception and change your outlook and change your, your mood mentally and stuff like that. But it is crazy how much more positivity I feel. I don't let as much negative stuff affect me and stuff like that now. But like I say, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to preach and be like yoga, 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 but I'm really enjoying it. I've always worked out for, well, let's start from the beginning. When I was, I never started exercising until, you know, barring PE at school, obviously. I never started exercising until I was 22, 23. And ever since then, I've always needed some form of exercise because otherwise I don't feel right basically i was really heavy and i mean really really heavy at my heaviest i was 23 stone six pounds i don't know what that is for anybody american listening but you can work it out there's 14 pounds in a stone you can work that out for yourself so i was 23 stone six um and then i i fluctuated a lot i worked out five days a week, just really crazy for no reason other than I needed to start exercising and I really threw myself in the deep end and I loved it. I lost five stone, uh, which doesn't seem that much. Like, obviously that sounds like a lot, five stone, but when you bear in mind, that'll have only made me 18 stone six. So I was still 18 stone six. And then I gradually put it on because I was happy with how I looked for the first time in a long time. I gradually put it all back on barring a stone or two. So I got back to about 21 
then Joe got pregnant with our first child. I did it again. I lost three stones. So I got generally down to about the same as I did before. And then put it on again, right? So I've fluctuated a lot. Now I'm below 18.6, which is good. It feels great. And I, and it hasn't been through exercise, which is crazy for me because it's always been such a big part of my life. It's through doing Slimming World. And I know a lot of people hate kind of fad diets and stuff, but this to me isn't a fad diet. This is me changing my relationship with food. That's what Joe always says, and I'm stealing it from Joe. Joe always says that she needed to change her relationship with food, which I did as well, because I was kind of eating full tubs of Ben and Jerry's, which I know a lot of people do, but that would be like one night, the next night I would get donuts. The next night it would be pan of You know what I mean? I would just keep going. And stuff like that is fine in moderation and for a treat, but I never ever did that. I was just eating all the time. I didn't feel full unless I had, you know, like a meal and then a dessert type of thing, if you get me. So it has been hard to live well the first couple of weeks, but now I've, I'm three, three months, sorry, no, four months into it. Nearly, I started just after Christmas, Boxing Day, actually, or maybe in the 27th. And I've lost over three, about three and a half stone. So I'm feeling good. But I still needed that kind of feeling of doing exercise. And I started just with like kettlebell work again and some cardio and stuff. And it was really kind of um, shunting my weight loss with Slimming World. And I wasn't enjoying it. I'd kind of lost all all um, motivation when it came to working out. And then I started doing yoga. And I've only been doing it, I'd, I'd done it on and off in the past, maybe once or twice a week. But now I'm doing it almost every day, at least five times a week. I get up every morning to do a yoga and my weight loss has, has, has picked back up again. And now I know it's not down to the yoga because it, it's not strenuous enough. It's purely diet. So I don't know why it's slowed. I, I'm assuming it was because I was lifting quite heavy and, you know, whether it was me building muscle or whatever. But I've instantly fell in love with doing yoga and it at times is hard. But I always feel amazing as, as soon as I've finished it. And I haven't had that feeling since kind of like the first time I started working out when I used to go to the gym and I would be in there for two, two hours, two and a half hours. I would have, I would work out for, you know, an hour and a half and then sit in the jacuzzi for half an hour, 45 minutes and come out feeling amazing. And it was probably just because I was relaxed from the jacuzzi when I think about it now. But yoga, you're looking at, I can do a half an hour practice and just feel the benefits from only doing that 30 minutes and feel amazing so uh yeah uh, that's that's the all i'm gonna say about it i love it i would recommend it to anyone because it's like i say i've only got positive things out of it yet i know a lot of people say oh you don't have to be flexible to do yoga and it's it's kind of like no you don't that's why you do yoga you do it to become flexible so anyway yeah that's it. I promise. No more. So yeah, I did that. I had the worst shit of my life, lightened my load, ready for yoga. And then I was going to go for a walk, a hike 
up the Eston Hills, but the weather looks really bad. Originally, I was going to take the, my microphone with me and I was going to do it out in the hills to get some nice background noise, like wind, well, not wind, because that would be horrible. You know, like trees and me, the noise of me walking and stuff, I thought would be a really nice kind of background noise for the for the podcast. But then stemmed, I thought of another issue that I have. I want to do those things and I I want to kind of branch this podcast out and do it in more areas and, and stuff like that. But I'm really kind of hesitant because I don't want to do it where people can see me, if that makes sense. Um, which is funny for me because I've never been somebody who cares very much about what people think but people tend to judge you you know like if you're especially if you're on your own and i was walking around with a microphone in my hand and headphones on you know people might judge me for that and it kind of made me feel really um anxious about doing it that's not to say that i won't because at some point i will there was a a few months back when I first started the podcast, I tried to get Scott and Joe to do a podcast sat outside of Starbucks. And they obviously had the same feeling because Scott instantly was like, no, fuck off. I'm not doing that. We look like fucking weirdos. But then I think recording a podcast with a microphone, when we did it in the Starbucks, I would have just popped the microphone in the middle of the table. So technically if we're sat around it, nobody could see it. It's only the, when I do the introductions and stuff, which I could, just um not do with them and then i could do one like this separately on my own introducing it but yeah they had the same feeling um so we didn't do it now when i think about it i always think is me walking around with a microphone talking into it any worse than taking a selfie in a crowded place that's something I never do. You will never see me do that. I don't like taking a selfie. Even if even if I'm, let's say, Joe has Snapchatted me, just like a picture of her face or whatever, uh, because that's how people communicate now, isn't it? We send a selfie of our faces and then send it saying, what do you want for tea? So yeah, let's say um, she did that. I would do it back. Uh and, and you know, I will take one while I'm at work and I will send something back. But if anybody's in the room with me, I'll be so sly and suspect about doing it because I don't want them seeing me taking a selfie because it just seems so kind of, I, can't, I, I don't want to say self-indulgent because that's not the word I'm thinking of, but I can't think of the one. You see, this is when, this is when it benefits having somebody else here because they would be able to tell me what I'm trying to think. Um it's self i don't know fuck 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 those like i'll just leave it there but it is it it just it's a horrible thing it just seems so cringeworthy to kind of take a selfie in front of anyone else because you kind of like it's almost like you're saying look how fucking good looking i am do you know what i mean i'm gonna go on a, off on a quick tangent here because one i need to fill the time because I don't know how long I've been talking for, but I want to stretch this out for as long as I can. And two, I don't know where I'm going with that. That it just, I hate shit like that. Anyway, I went out for dinner yesterday with work. Work took, took us out for a, a working lunch where we didn't, we were 
<laughs> hardly working. We weren't working hard. We were hardly working. And there was a woman and she must have been in her fifties. Easy. And she, we went out to a pub, sorry, for lunch. And I looked over and her food got brought out and I saw her do that thing where you lean, you, you hold your phone, landscape, and you lean back to try and get a photo of your food. And I just thought to myself, this is going to make me again sound really elitist. And if you want to do that, that's their business. But I don't do that now at 31 years old. I just think it must be so depressing. Sorry, again, too close to the mic. So depressing to be a 50-year-old woman feeling the need to take a picture of your food to put on your Facebook or your Twitter or your Instagram. I just, stuff like that. I just tend to think if people cared what I was eating for my dinner, they'd probably ask me. Do you know what I mean? Like nobody gives a shit. Like if I look at a picture of someone's food, I don't give a shit what they've ate for their dinner that day. So why would they give a shit what I've ate for mine? And I, maybe I'm just coming across really cynical and someone will listen to this and be thinking, fucking hell, like, could he be any more negative? He's just been talking about how fucking positive he is with his yoga and all he's talking about is all this negativity and how much, how cynical he is and stuff like that. And I'm not, I just, I just suppose I just find it depressing that that's where I was, where we've come to. Uh, and for all the good things, you know, the kind of, the internet and social media has brought like stuff like the f- Facebook helping out with victims of national, uh, of, uh, national, national, national disasters. That doesn't sound right. Anyway, natural disasters. Did I say national? Natural. So <laughs> fucking, yeah. So Facebook, I, I lost myself there for a sec. Facebook helping out with stuff like that when there's been, um, uh, a disaster in a country and helping find survivors and stuff like that. Stuff like that is absolutely brilliant. And that's the stuff where it's like, that justifies having social media and the internet straight away. But then there's just really depressing stuff. Like I read an article on Buzzfeed the other day about, um, there was, uh, somebody had done like a periscope broadcast of, um, it was like a 15 year old girl having sex with like, th- uh, three guys. And she, and then it, 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 it tra- kind of transpired that it was, it turned gradually from what I read, it kind of made me sick to my stomach. So I only read half of the article, but from what it, it kind of, um, Sounded like as it started out consensual and then she said no and they didn't stop. So it obviously became rape. Now stuff like that depresses me beyond, it depresses me more than the fucking ending of Requiem for a Dream. Do you know what I mean? It's just to think that that's what we've become. And I have a niece who's like 12 and she's just like constantly going like, oh, look at, look at this last, uh, she's got her like she had her tits out all over and that and she'll she'll show me like a picture she follows like instagrams we've spoke i've spoken about this on the podcast with joe before but she follows instagrams where it's like 12 year old girls that have sent somebody a like a naked picture on snapchat and that person's like sent it to this instagram profile like teesside sluts or something and it's just like I, i suppose a lot of it is just like 
knowing my kids have to grow up in a world like this and this is stuff that I'm going to have to worry about and deal with. And not, I don't mean that in a selfish way, but it's just like, I don't want my kids to be exposed to that type of stuff. You know, like it's really depressing when I was a kid, when I was 12, no, I've been about 13. I went on a trip with my secondary school to London. And while we were there, we went to Hamley's, the toy shop, which I thought was amazing. And I bought this Spider-Man figure because yeah, I was 13 and I still played with figures, which to me didn't seem like a bad thing. But I remember my friends at school taking a piss out of me and being like, did you fucking buy that for yourself? You fucking, you still play with figures. You still play with toys. And me, me loving playing with toys and lying to my friends at 13, having to lie because I didn't want to feel embarrassed that I played with toys. So I said, oh no, I've bought it for my brother. But they said to me, well, you've already opened it. And I went, yeah, well, you know, I just thought I would because then I can see if it's all right and stuff. It was like a really shitty lie. And and nowadays I'm so upset that I lied about it because I just think if... I, if I bought, I'd buy a fucking toy now. And if anyone said anything to me, I'd be like, so fucking what? It's my money. I'll do whatever the fuck I want with it. And it's just really depressing to know that peer pressure and stuff like that is always a real thing. Always has been. And that it's, but it's, it's kind of escalated now to the point where like that, that girl who was in that periscope probably was under pressure to have sex or something, or, you know, like, she, I, I mean, I don't know. She could have been a virgin. She could not have been. Who knows? But one of them boys will probably pressured her and being like, "Nah, if you don't have sex with me, I'll tell everyone that you, I know, a fucking slag or whatever." Which is co- totally contradictory. Like you know, like I've heard of stuff like that before, where a boy's went, "If you don't sleep with me, I'll tell everyone you're a slag." And it's like, yeah, but if you sleep with them, if you don't sleep with them, that automatically makes you not a slag. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, that's the type of stuff that they are kids, you know, they don't know any better. But it just, to know that that's where stuff like peer pressure and that will have evolved to is stuff like that and naked Snapchats and stuff where for me it was just getting the piss taken out of me because I had a figure at 13 and I had to lie about it. So, um, yeah, that depresses me, but I'll move on and talk about something else try and pick it up a bit because i feel it it doesn't really happen when it's me scott and george it's always quite light apart from the urban dictionary episode where that just kind of got really depressing but me and joe always talk about something it tends to get quite serious and then um we always end it on a downer so i'm going to turn it around and talk about um why i started a podcast now i back in the 90s anyone who's the same age as me who listens to this might remember it, but there used to be a, um, a TV show on channel four called the Adam and Joe show. Now for me, it was, it was one of the best shows that's ever been on TV. I adored every single second of it. And then Adam and Joe, uh, didn't get to do their TV show anymore. By the way, sorry, I should point out the Adam and Joe show, if anyone wants to watch it, is on 4OD. It's on 4 On Demand every episode for free. Go and watch it. There's a four series and it's amazing. Um, it, it came around at a time when kind of like 90s television, there was kind of like 
Adam and Joe, Euro Trash, and some other stuff. And they had a very distinctive feel kind of 90s television shows, I felt, especially stuff on Channel 4. Um, it was kind of like you got this idea, impression that they kind of just gave people TV shows and just let them do whatever they wanted with it, which was really fun. And, and you can kind of see that when you watch Adam and Joe because it goes from doing um, fake, like fake TV shows with Star Wars figures where they kind of impose the mouths, their mouths on other uh, figures and talk in, in, in funny accents and stuff. And then it'll range to, they went, there was, they did a, a kind of sketch that was supposed to be based on early morning TV presenters or, or daytime TV presenters who go and check out like, not mundane because I love a lot of the places I went that's why it worked but they'd go to places like a service station and they'd interview people in the service station or interview people in a cinema it was really funny and then so yeah check it out it's amazing I love it I love it so much I even got an A their thing was to have like A and J fridge magnets that was kind of like the logo and I got them tattooed on my thumbs because that's how much I love it so anyway, they, um, eventually they did a, I think it was a breakfast show. I'm not hundred percent sure because I only ever listened to the podcast, but they did a show for XFM, which, um, again, I should have checked all this stuff out, but XFM, I'm sure was like at the time a digital only radio station, uh, in London. And they did a podcast of that and there was only like 20 episodes and there were maybe like 10, 15 minutes each and they were hilarious. For starters, they were allowed to swear on it, which is is kind of like you don't get that. And that's not what made it funny, but it was just funny seeing them in this situation uh, and listening to them kind of unhinged and without any, uh, you know, without anyone telling them what they can and can't do and stuff like that. They also did... Um, a Coca-Cola podcast, podcast, which I've never, ever got to listen to. I know it exists, but I just can't seem to find episodes of it anywhere. Um, and then they worked for BBC Six Music. They were like, they were kind of like, when I say, um, they, it's because they were very much a double act. They were a little bit like Ant and Deck, but not. They <laughs> were like, uh, very much a double act in the way that they were always together, but not as in they were, never as as popular as Ant and Deck. They were, they, uh, I don't want to say they were kind of like, they, they, I suppose it would appeal to people more intellectual. And that's not me saying that, you know, people who aren't intellectual can't listen to them because they can. It just seemed like because they were on BBC Six Music, which isn't, you know, like Radio 1, for example, a very specific type of person listens to BBC Radio 6. Uh, and so they had a, a very kind of dedicated, but, um, specific audience. So yeah, they, they were on BBC six music for years and they did, there was so many podcasts for that and they used to do them live at Glastonbury and, and stuff like that. And then shortly after, um, their six music shows finished, they both kind of separated and, and Joe went off to do, he become, uh, a writer in uh like LA he wrote attack the block he was a co-writer on um is it called the adventures of tintin 
Yeah, the Tintin movie anyway. He was a co-writer on that. I think he was a co-writer on Ant-Man until while Edgar Wright was still involved. And then um, when Edgar left, so did Joe. And Adam did a lot of... um, He did a lot of podcasts on Six Music on his own. He had his own show, which was like Adam's big mixtape where he got people to come in and recommend songs based on a specific... um, Specific genre or you know like he'd give them um a word and then you'd you bring songs in based on that and then he did bug which which is funny because this late in his career um it seems like this is where adam especially has, has gained a lot of his um not fame but you know like acknowledgement from because bug was uh it's still going i think i can't remember when the last episode aired or whatever but bug was a tv show that was on sky atlantic i want to say and it was basically adam had kind of made this show about um youtube comments and it's really really funny and i'm sure a lot of people have seen it but it it seemed like that whole opened up a whole new audience to adam and people who i knew had never known who adam and joe were all of a sudden knew who adam was anyway um i've gone off topic a bit i've just started telling you the history of adam and joe rather than than why uh, i've started a podcast but basically adam started a new podcast just the adam and the adam buxton podcast now i've been toying with the idea of doing one forever since listening to the xfm podcasts but i never knew how i'd go about them it seemed like a bit of a daunting task uh and i, I let that kind of feeling of my social media, I don't want to say anxiety because it's, it's not really anxiety, but the whole social media thing of why would anyone give a shit what I had to say, do you know what I mean? Like everyone's living their own lives, why would they care about my life? And I don't want that to sound like, you know, like I want people to care or, you know, like I sound sad because, you know, people don't care, like, oh, care about me and what I'm doing. I don't want that at all. I'm completely happy with my life. I'm just saying I, I just don't feel like sharing it. So I let that kind of creep in a little bit with the podcast and thought, why would I do a podcast? Will anyone listen to it? Like, would they even give a shit what I had to say and stuff like that? Um, and then I don't know what changed. I know I got this, I got a, a Zoom microphone for Christmas one year, a Zoom digital recorder, sorry, uh, with the intention of using it to record, um, band practices. Cause I don't know if I've mentioned this yet. I'm sure I have. Cause Ben was on the very first episode of this podcast, but, uh, I'm in a band called Taller Than Trees. Um, and as with any band, when you practice and stuff, you want to be able to record it and listen to it and see, you know, what could change and how good it sounds and blah, 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 blah. So I got a Zoom digital recorder for Christmas one year. I used it a couple of times with the band and it just kind of sat collecting dust. And now I know there's a lot of different ways to do podcasts and this one isn't necessarily the best, but I thought, you know what, that microphone's sitting there. I could technically set that up in a room and just have people talk. Uh, and it was, I think the last push came just as, cause I started doing it just as Adam Buxton started releasing his, um, his solo podcast. And I just kind of thought, well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think they've probably become so easily. I think, you know, what threw me, what threw me off before was I knew I could record one, but I didn't know how to kind of distribute it. 
I didn't know how you would get it on iTunes and stuff like that. And I think because podcasts have become such a big thing now and every everybody and their dog's got one, um, it, it's <laughs> which is another, it, which is why it's almost becoming a bad thing. Like a lot of people are like, well, everyone's got a fucking podcast. Like uh, Will Sasso of 10 Minute Podcast always makes a joke about not being a podcaster. He's an actor who has a podcast. He's not a podcaster because it's almost become a thing that podcasts are so common now that it, it whenever somebody asks you know what do you do the really kind of pretentious and shitty answer is to be like oh i'm a podcaster which i would never do because i'm not i'm a web developer so if anybody who didn't know that's what i do for a living okay so uh so yeah i think because they become so popular and they became so um uh easily he accessible and stuff like that i thought you know what okay now's the time kevin smith made it seem so fucking easy because he released a fucking 25 podcasts do you know what i mean and i just thought well if this guy can do 25 podcasts i can do one and i thought if adam buxton can do one without his partner like without joe is is his fucking other half you know like his comedy duo sidekick i'm not sure joe'd appreciate that you know one's not the other one's sidekick but they go hand in hand obviously i thought well i can do one so i did and i had all these plans and it was i was always going to do i was always going to interview someone different and then it was always going to um be on a certain subject i I thought i'm always going to every week i'm going to have a subject i want to talk about so the first week i did one it was with ben our bassist from tall and trees it was about robots and it seemed like a really good idea now when i look back at that episode it's not that it's bad at all but i don't think it um i don't think it kind of encompasses is that the word encompass encompasses i don't know i don't think it uh it's something like that but i've got it wrong obviously it doesn't really show uh show off self-indulgent podcasts for what it is um which is whatever the fuck I want it to be because it's self-indulgent. Uh, it's my podcast. I'll make it whatever I want it to be. If I want to talk about nothing but myself, I will. If I want to talk to Scott and Jard about stuff on Urban Dictionary, I will. Do you know what I mean? Um, so it's not that I don't like that episode, but it definitely it, it, it felt a bit forced. I feel like the podcast now we're a lot more relaxed and we're all kind of getting into a flow with it a little bit and um, just talking about whatever we want, whenever we want. Um, and a lot of the time we don't even make notes, which might show, uh, and I do edit out, I I try, I try not to edit out a lot of stuff. I leave almost everything in every episode, except if you ever hear a bit where it's like the little kind of sting where it's like, this is a break in the chat. That's normally because I've had to cut something out where it's just like complete silence or we've lost track of what we were talking about or, um, you know, someone said something that I thought might get us in trouble, which is never anything really bad. But in a fuck in this age of fucking PC, everybody knows. Everybody knows you can't say anything without offending someone, and that's why there's memes about it now. I'm sure we've seen it where it's like trying to make a joke in 2016 that doesn't offend anyone. So every now and again, I take stuff out that I just think, you know, I don't want any backlash from that. Not that we ever get a single email because. I'm sure this is episode like 11, I think, maybe 10, 
no, 11 or 12, and we've never had a single email, which I'll get to in a bit. Um, so yeah, I thought I'm going to do it. And I, th- I feel like we're getting an hour floor now and I, I feel a lot more comfortable doing the podcast than, I, than we did in the beginning. I still intend on having guests that have never been on it before. Oh, pardon me. Uh, I still intend on having guests on it that have never been on it before. Cause I think that'd be really interesting to get a new dynamic and, and, and keep it interesting. Um, yeah, so I'll, I suppose there's a good transition into talking about what what I'm going to do in the future and, and when it comes to the quality of the audio and stuff like that. So at the moment, I am still stuck using the um, the digital recorder and that's why a lot of... Uh, that's how I managed to record in the car, but that's also how... That's also why when I record with Scott and Jod, there's a lot of background noise or you can hear them tapping on the table or putting the drink down and stuff like that because it picks up a lot of background noise. Now I am looking into actually setting up, uh, not necessarily setting up a proper studio because it's not going to be a proper studio. It's going to be more just like, I'm going to be able to, I'm going to get um, separate microphones for everyone and a mixer and run it into, um, even run it into the, the recorder or run it into a computer and you know manage the levels of each microphone so we all are equal and i'll have um maybe like a filter on each microphone so you know you're not picking up the pops and stuff um i am planning on doing that but it is it is pricey obviously and since this is just like a hobby essentially uh i don't make any money off this podcast obviously because i don't have sponsors barely have listeners um that all has to come out of my pocket uh and currently i'm paying for a holiday so it won't be anytime soon maybe at christmas i'll be selfish and ask people for stuff for the podcast so like a mixer and all that shit but basically look forward to in the future to maybe getting um better quality audio because i'll be getting new equipment and stuff like that but in the same breath, I'll never retire my Zoom because um, it's so compact and convenient to just take with me somewhere. Instead of having to take all of that shit like mixers and microphones and cables and wires and all that stuff, I can literally just take my digital recorder, a pair of headphones and take it to, let's say if I went to Jordan's house and we sat there and the three of us just talked, it's a lot easier. So I'll never completely retire this, especially since I've got a lot of plans um, of recording outside of, you know, the normal place, normal environments that I do. So, for example, we're going on holiday in November. I'm planning on taking the digital recorder with me. I was planning on recording on the plane, recording while we're on holiday, all that stuff, doing as many as we can while we're away for two weeks. Just thought I'd be more interesting and, and if you can pick up background noise uh, again um just add another element to it um another thing i'm talking with is having um my eldest daughter laney do a podcast with me now i'm not quite sure how that'll work because she's currently four and only talks about stuff she wants to talk to <laughs> talk about sorry um so I'll try and talk to her about the subject. She might get bored straight away. But I think the plan is to just, when I take her to bed um, on a night time, I'm going to start recording us 
and putting in a few of our conversations. Um, I'll obviously vet them, but let me know. The reason I brought it up is because I, I, I kind of want people to let me know whether that would be something you'd be interested in hearing. Because um, she just come out with some quite funny stuff and I, I think it'd be quite cute and, and somewhat quite good to listen to. So let me know with that one. Um, another thing, um, I am not thrilled on our... Um, I'm not thrilled on our current theme tune for the podcast. Found some friends and talk some shit. Come said it would be a hit. Yeah. Like, I kind of like how I wrote it. I, right. First off, I say I wrote it. I didn't write it. I sat in my car on my dinner break from work and just strummed out on the ukulele and sang along. It took me maybe 10 minutes. Uh, I'm not great on the ukulele. I'm not a great singer. I just kind of shot that together, recorded it on this Zoom again, and then edited it on my computer. I think I added an echo, and then I shot it on the beginning of the podcast. So I'm open to any uh, submissions when it comes to theme tunes, whether it be using the same lyrics or the same chords. I don't know what chords they are. You'd have to figure it out for yourself. Uh, I mean, I did at the time, but now I don't remember what they were. Or whether you want to do something completely new, whether it be on guitar or piano or some um, synthy or electronic, anything I'm open to. And depending on how many I got, I'd, I'd maybe alternate them. Or if I got one I loved, I'd just use that all the time. Um, the only thing I do like about the one that I did is when... <laughs> The you cut out and then I do go, I go really self-indulgent and that's what I like about it because it fits when I just sing really loud and without the thingy because it's almost like it encapsulates the, um, the, the name of the podcast in essentially because I'm being really self-indulgent singing as, as loud and as, uh, kind of, um, you know, God, I just can't speak today. That's why I need other people on this podcast. But you get it. I don't need to explain it. It takes the fun out of it if I do. So, yeah. Record a theme tune and send it to me. I'd love to use it. Um, And that's about it. I, I think that was everything I wanted to cover with this one. And I hope it's been okay. I don't want to do these all the time because it's been really hard just talking on my own and, and you know, thinking of things to say. And I don't think I could do it very often. It was only because I wanted to explain why I did the podcast in the first place, um, that it's worked. Um, I might start doing like little bits on my own. You know, if I ever do a conversation with Lainey, my little girl, or, or if I record one in public, but we didn't want to do the intro, then I'll do a separate intro myself. And you say, say, you know, like I was sat down with Lenny and we talked about this and here it is, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I won't do many of these. Um, but yeah, I hopefully you enjoyed it and you got a little bit more perspective into, into why I decided to do this podcast and what type of person I am, whether it be whether you think I'm negative and cynical or, or not. Um, 
I, I swear that I'm generally and genuinely a positive person. Um, but sometimes you need to vent about stuff, don't you? And it's, it's almost, it's always easier to, to vent and you can go on and, and do that a lot longer than you can talk positively. So yeah, hopefully you enjoyed this. Get in touch. I encourage you, please, 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 please get in touch with us on Twitter or Instagram at Gent Podcast. On Facebook, the Self Indulgent Podcast. Email us at the, the Self Indulgent Podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, get, get us a theme tune, anything you want. It can be as long and as short as you want. If it's long, if it's too long, probably won't use it, but I would still feature it on the end of an episode. Um, and yeah, speaking of end of episodes, I don't know if you guys normally tune out when I put the theme, uh, the outro on, but always listen past the outro because sometimes there's little nuggets of stuff I cut out. Uh, like on the last episode with Joe, the last travel edition, I cut out a whole chunk of her trying to talk on the microphone on her own. Um, but I secretly put it at the end, maybe to embarrass her, but she doesn't know it's there. And uh, it just wasn't strong enough to be in the podcast, but I thought it made a nice little kind of hidden extra on the end. So always make sure you listen past the, the outro just to see if there's a little, little nugget of a uh, little Easter egg. So yeah, thanks again for listening guys. Hopefully this hasn't been too boring and um, yeah, I'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>